Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And here we are. It's Friday. It's the weekend. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, midnight struck last night and the world didn't explode. An amazing thing. The, the tariffs kicked in at midnight. And what about it? No action in the markets. No surprise, uh, you know, again, as, as we continue to always believe and understand that markets are very efficient in pricing in data and having an understanding as to what's going on. And once again, we see proof of that, that the markets didn't do diddly based on the information. Uh, you know, you had a a minor swing in the Dow. I mean, the, 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 the Dow range overnight was a was a couple of hundred points uh, or 150 points but at the end of the day it was big a big zero as we predicted as we talked about right here on the Bubba show that this tariff thing is a is a bunch of hoopy and there's nothing going to happen big deal and I think the best thing that's going to happen is that it's going to work in the adva- to the advantage of America, Americans, and especially, I think, farmers when it's all said and done. Uh, the grains have, I think, taken their beat down, although a little bit lower today. But, again, I think that they have taken their beating, and we're going to see uh, clear skies ahead sailing as we as we move forward and look for uh, the opportunities. Again, I don't see anything that, that is worth uh, being totally upset about. Uh, I didn't see it from the beginning, and I don't see it now. I mean, again, you know, this is not 1929 or 1938 or whatever it was. This is 2018. The markets are efficient. Everybody knows that the United States is is the is the leader. We're the biggest economy by over two times over anybody. So why would I be concerned? Now, you know, it's one thing if we're in in, des- in dire need. You know, if we go back to before the frackers and before the oil was freely running, because we didn't care. You know, when oil was $9 a barrel, it, it paid to bring it in from the outside. Okay. Uh, and, of course, if we remember, you know, what happened with OPEC and, and those guys, they used to obviously hold this up. That You know, without a mask and a gun. They would hold us up with, uh, you know, changing prices, creating shortages. And, you know, and again, I go back to the 70s. I was pumping gas at that time. Uh, and, of course, if, you know, the, this big move in oil, you know, actually started 
in, I think it was uh, 2001 or two. Okay. So, you know, let's go back in history and remember what, what the uh, OPEC and the, and the, the oil nations did to us. They held us up because they could. Well, now they can't do it anymore. So we have, other than $21 trillion deficit, we have not no weaknesses compared to other nations. You know, since the you know the fiat currency system was born, since all these things happened, uh, you know, obviously we know that China devalues their currency. They churn it back and forth, as does the United States, as does the Eurozone. So this is, again, this is nothing of this is new. But what we do have now is we have more power now because we are we are the most developed we are the richest uh we have the we are we are totally if needed are totally self-sufficient and i'm not saying that we should be i'm saying that in in case of emergency we are so when you look at it you go okay so why would i be concerned why should i be worried and we know that 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 that, that China, who's the, the obviously the biggest one here, is is going to have to deal with it in, in our terms. And, and and I don't believe that President Trump is on any on, on, on ridiculous terms. I think that President Trump is simply saying, "Hey, I want fair. I don't. It doesn't have to be anything but fair." And I think that's what we're going to end up getting. And I think that's going to increase our ability to export. Uh, I think once we get the NAFTA deal straightened away, you know, again, I thought NAFTA was crap to begin with. Now, I, I, I understand, you know, how many farmers and producers thought it was a good deal. And, and certainly at the time, it probably was a good deal for them. And, and, and I think that's fine. But I think it, it could be a better deal because we always have to give up so much you know, uh, through these deals. And, and what this will really do, in my opinion, when it gets finally worked out, is it will end all the subsidies that we have to put out. It, it opens up, in my mind, a freer market. It opens up, in my mind, a better opportunity for everybody. Now, wouldn't it be nice not to have quotas of how, many, how, many, how much grains we can ship certain places? To me, I think that makes it even better and i think that's one of the things that we're not looking at in the big picture is we have we have quotas about how much we can ship well if we open up if the markets open up the free markets then it's going to be the best product at the best price and that's who's going to get the business so i look at it as a very positive sign that the the president of the united states says enough and we're going to do this free and fair. And if you don't want to do free and fair, then we won't use you. Or we're going to raise, you know, we're going to raise tariffs. And, and, and I just believe that when it's all said and done, that it works out better for you and me, Mr. and Mrs. Average American, saying that we are in a good position now and we can continue to move forward and we can do the things that we need to do to make our economy better. And at the end, whose economy do we care about? I know whose I care about. You know, I care about mine and I care about the countries. And and I think that, you know, this is going to be better for all involved. I, I don't see any other way around it. 
I, I, I'm tired of listening to these jackass economists that want to continue to go back to 1930 and talk about smooth Hawley and they want to go back to, you know, all these other times when, let it be known, that to me, they were not handled the same way. We were not in the same position. And, and I believe today you've got a president that's going to stand up and say, that's it. You don't like it, then we'll, we'll deal elsewhere. And I think that really becomes the bigger issue. Uh, and 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 we get that done, okay, then we're going to be ready to rock and roll. And then I think we can then, with our current growth and with the... Um, with everything else that we'll be doing, I think that we will then start to see us potentially cut into that major deficit, and hopefully uh, we can get some of the other issues around the nation taken care of as we continue to try to drain drain the swamp. And I, I think that really does the best for Americans, especially us middle-class Americans. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and of course... I want to remind you to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And don't forget about our high school investing program. If you'd like to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And thank to all of you who have helped us in the past. We certainly appreciate it. We're going to step out here for a break. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be back with more after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, we talked about that midnight came and went and there's not much going on. But the overall markets, I think what we, we look at here now is uh, markets that have probably uh, topped out a little bit. Um, uh, you know, I think when you when you look at the, the big picture, uh, I think you're seeing a market that is uh, a little bit uh, uh, been overdone. I think we're well overpriced for where we stand uh and you know you you always see this type of action as we move forward uh and you know i think you're seeing some of the things start to weaken you know when we look at the price of oil you know we continued to fight up the oil we had that major squeeze uh i think that was bogus uh and i think you when you look at the formation which we talk about often uh that's going to change uh, so I think that uh, oil is going to start to 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 break down and end. But, you know, isn't it amazing that in the FOMC minutes, these great economists were worried about the uh, adverse uh, effects of tariffs? Now, you know, this is this goes back years and years for me that. If we had the ability, okay, if, if the economy is growing as much as they say it is, now I could question that, but for this example, so if we're doing as well as they say we're doing, if we're growing as fast as they say we're growing, why wouldn't, why would these tariffs be a problem? Okay, this goes back to uh, May of 2013, when Ben Bernanke indicated he was going to hike rates, and they had, if you remember, the call of the, the taper tantrum. 
and of course he balked uh, and 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 gave in to uh, the stock market and decided not to hike. Okay, and I said back then, if we're in as good a shape as everybody says we are, then why shouldn't the economy? Why shouldn't the market be able to handle uh, an increase? Well, I say the same thing today. Okay. I forget about the tariffs. I think this is poppycock. I, again, I, I think the tariffs are just what they are. Uh, and I don't think they're going to be a problem. Uh, and I, I think that this is, you know, too many people are trying to make too big of a deal. We've talked about the miserable lobbyists and the, and the politicians that benefit from the way things are. And, and, I, and quite frankly, I'm tired of doing things the way things are. I don't like the way things are. I don't like that we're selling our soul for our children and our grandchildren. All right. So now, if the economy is so strong, again, why are we still hovering at these ridiculously low rates? Uh, to me, that just is not a logical solution if you are in such great shape. Uh, because we are, we, we're, we're subsidizing too much stuff and we need to get this country to run like the business that it is. I cannot tell you how, which is, you know, which is one of the reasons I predicted and thought uh, uh, Donald Trump would win the election because I felt that you have a setup that we need to run this like a business. And he's not giving up to anybody. He's, uh, he doesn't back down. Uh, I think the, the worst deal he made was with the, you know, the, the Unibus bill, but I think that that will be resolved as well. Um, but for the FOMC to have concerns, why doesn't the FOMC worry about what they're supposed to worry about? Okay, uh, you know the money flow and the and you know you know it used to be a big deal. Uh, you know when we had the uh, I forget what it was called already, but it was every th- it was every Thursday money supply. Okay, so why don't we worry about the things that are important and not the things that aren't important that will can certainly be worked out? And, and that's one of the big things you 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 have to realize. When you talk about a free market, okay, you know, in a true free market, everything works itself out. Uh, it's when you get into these manipulated markets that you have more of the problems. And, and I think that in its own right is a problem. The manipulation of currencies around the globe, again, this is not just the United States problem, uh, but the, the manipulation of currencies, the manipulation of goods and services around the globe, you know, remember a lot of the governments, including us, subsidize certain goods. Why for, Why subsidies? Why not let the free market decide? That would change the whole deal. Uh, you know, if we let the markets truly free, free, you know, for example, you know, we have, you know, farmers and producers who get some subsidies, okay, to make sure we can eat. But if we had a true free market, then maybe we'd get some actual price movement. I mean, you know, other than, you know, a couple of moments here, we've had, you know, the farmers and producers are getting screwed because we can't get the prices high enough for them to make, you know, their, uh, enough profits. And, and and I think that is is something to me that is the bigger problem. But I think that, you know, true price discovery, which means I give you something for something else. So, you know, I give you a dollar for a candy bar. We have price discovery at a dollar. 
and I did this once when I was teaching in high school, you know, when I was in my class, which is in high school, which we talk about all the time, I actually brought in a dozen donuts to the class, but I would not give the donuts out. I created an auction market, a free market environment, and had the, the students bid on the donuts, okay? And so we had, we showed the pure example of price discovery. Now, when there was a dozen donuts left, okay, uh, you know, everybody was bidding and if, you know, they didn't want it. So, you know, obviously they started paying higher, but, you know, we, and we got to the last donut and someone didn't have one. Well, my, my supply of buyers was gone, okay? So I, I couldn't hold out as much, but I mean, we had different prices on almost every donut. And that's the point. If we let the true free markets, free markets will determine what any asset is worth. And to me, that's the way that everything should work because then we get true value and true worth of what something is actually worth. You know, most things in, in America today are not really on a free market system. Okay. You know, from your cable TV, because now I don't know about the whole country, but I know where I live, I've got one cable provider, so I can't do any price discovery because I, if I tell them that I don't want them, I, I don't have cable. Okay. So I, I think that, you know, most things we do are not on a price discovery model. I, I mean, obviously autos still are because you go and you barter with the with the uh with the with the salesman and you, you know you, your car is 20,000 you offer 19 they say 1899 and you meet someone in the middle you buy a house but most of these things are not really done with the free markets because of, of still the manipulation of the money so what it, because what it really comes down to in this country is how much is it by the month and that's what people are concerned about and that is where I see the bigger problem. That's where I see the issue. If we would just let the markets determine, because the markets will price asset classes, they'll tell you what they're worth. Okay. And, and if we would do that, then, you know, we would have a much better setup and be more of what this country was built on, which was the ability of a, a free market system with no tax, no tariffs and those things. And, and that is, is where I think we've gone and fallen apart is because we've got too many people diddling with too many different numbers trying to figure out too many ways to steal. To me, that's what it really comes down to. You get all these deals in here because you, you name me one deal that you've seen that has really been to the benefit of the middle class. And I can't think of too many. Now, I'm sure there might be one I'm missing here and there, but... Right now, I can give you a zero, okay? Because I don't know what what has been set up to create a better lifestyle and a better base for uh, the average American. That's something that always is a concern and something that, you know, in real terms, pisses me off. But listen, I'm an angry young man. And, well, I'm not so young, but I'm an angry guy. No, I'm not even angry. Anyways, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz, and of course... Uh, I want to remind you to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm and uh, help us get to our goal of uh, 1 million downloads a month. And, of course, I want to remind you that if uh, you want to get my daily update, which I do each and every day right after the close, 
and I send it to you directly with a three to five minute video of what I saw, what I'm expecting to see. All you have to do to get that is go to BubbaTrading.com and fill out the little box that pops up and you'll get your daily update starting the next day. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back with more of The Bubba Show after the break. The Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report. Bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got The Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of The Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's the Bubba Show, and we had the jobs number today, and uh, the number was 213,000, I think. Uh, no big deal. Uh, it was definitely a beat to the street. Uh, unemployment rate rose, but that's, again, those rates are, are poppycock anyways because they'll be uh, revived, 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 or <laughs> one more time, revised later. Uh, but uh, that should create some potential pressure on the markets, uh, although the bonds rallied, which indicates rates are still going lower. Uh, obviously, at this pace, there's going to be some inflation and there should be some things that we're going to have to look at. So I would assume that this will turn out to be uh, over the next few days, not a great report. Although, I mean, it's a great report. Again, remember, the stock market and the economy are not related, okay? They're only related when they want them to be, but we can have a strong economy in a weak stock market. Uh, but it, it just, right now, you have to just understand what's going on. I mean, we've had a very powerful market all through Obama, and the economy was not all that great. Jobs were not plentiful. Earnings were not plentiful. So, again, and I'm not saying that it's him. I mean, it's any president. But that's just the last, even though the markets plowed forward and doubled in the Obama era, uh, the rest of the economy was not so good. And I would expect in, in President Trump's presidency that the markets will not be as good as they are today. Now, again, I, we know what I believe that the markets do go up 8% year over year. So we're not going to you know say anything. But again, the markets should sell off a little bit. We expect them to sell off. Uh, but we expect the economy to possibly be okay as well. So, uh, but I think that you'll see that even the initial reaction, although the markets initially popped a little bit to the upside, uh, what we didn't see was uh, any real follow through to that. Now, again, anything can change over the next couple of days, but I would expect this report to be more bearish to the market, not to the economy, but to the market. As we go forward, I mean, you know, that's really uh, something we're looking at. I think one of the big things in the report to look at, though, is the hourly earnings is is once again uh, been disappointing. 
Uh, I think that's an issue. We're still not making enough money. And, and of course, what's going to happen here is 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 the the free market and jobs. Okay, because now that there's jobs are are in plentiful, and people are willing to need to hire people. You know, now we're in a little different era. Before it was the employers held the trump cards. Pardon the pun. But now the employees hold the tickets because there are jobs available. So they're going to force, I believe, higher pay. Now, uh, uh, if, if, the, uh, if, if the employers don't pay, then they won't be able to produce. So, again, between that and, and everything else, you're going to see some inflation come into the markets. Now, again, I've seen inflation all along. I, I don't care what. But that they talk about. I mean, I'm paying more for goods and services, and I ain't happy about it. But that's really uh, what the picture is. But at the end of the day, uh, job uh, pay, salaries are going to have to go up. Hourly wages are going to have to go up, and not because it's a government mandate that we need to hire minimum wage. Just because there's a demand, and and if you need help, you got to pay them. I mean, I have a very good friend of mine that has a huge store, and he has trouble getting help, and he's got to overpay to get them. And that's going to be, again, the, the employees are, are back in a little bit of control here. So we'll see how it all works out and what it does for the markets. Again, I think that interest rates are going to rise rapidly, more than they think, uh, even though the bonds rallied on Friday. Uh, I think they're going to break. Uh, and I'm again, my, my black swan event is simply uh, high interest rates, which I think will get to 10 to 3.5% before year's over, and a strong dollar, which although the dollar was weaker today, I think will be much stronger. So I think tie, tie that into everything else, and I think you will find that we're going to start to see some people take profit. Again, there is so many people out there that are in these markets that don't want to be in these markets be just for the pure fact that they don't like the risk that when you get interest rates to a reasonable level, they're going to be putting their money back in CDs and, and things like that, bonds. And I think that's what we'll start uh, to see as we as we move and go forward and that i, I think is really uh, an important thing to understand with what's going on uh, plus the fact that listen the markets are pretty this is the one of the longest bull markets in history and it, it doesn't mean it cannot last longer believe me i will never say it cannot last longer but i think my personal opinion from here is at least the temporary tops are in right now now again look i'm not calling the top forever i'm certainly not a, a perma bear you know, like that we can never go up. I think that you, you, you need, in my eyes, you need a good, healthy kick in the tush in this market to create more buying opportunities again. I think this is one of the things that we, we neglect that, you know, when the market just drift and drift and drift, not very exciting, okay? Drifting markets are slow, they're quiet, they're not good for traders, they're not good for anybody. A little bit more volatility is really, you know, what we need and what we expect to see. And I think that will be, uh, the overall picture that we'll be able to focus on when we get this next big move going. And again, I, I think the next big move is lower, but I think that'll be a buying opportunity, which is why we always choose to hedge our portfolio. Because if you're hedged, you welcome a market that goes down because all it does is give you a chance to accumulate more equity and and, and hedge against yourself. You know, I, again, our, our, our system is, is first of all, it's, it's it's copyrighted, okay, uh, and it's mathematical. There is not an opinion. If something, if A happens, you do B. If B happens, you do C. And it's uh, simply everything is laid out for you, 
Okay. But in the meantime, so that's why we just believe in always just being hedged and then I don't have to worry about it and I can actually cheer a down market and actually a down market will benefit me because I'll be able to accumulate some more equities at lower prices while not risking more than 1% or 2% of my overall portfolio. And I won't have to come up with any cash because the cash that I will make on the way down based on the hedge model will create enough for me better buy shares of stock. And that indeed is why nobody should ever be 100% in cash because, because you have to be able to be in the markets. And if you can be in the markets with very minimal risk to a mathematical certainty, then you're certainly putting yourself in a better position. And that's the position that we always want to be in. And that's the position I want you guys to be in. And that's why we talk about it and we try to teach it. But again, it's, there, there's different ways to skin the cat of the markets. And depending on what your time frame is, depending on what your risk tolerance is, depending on who you are, you can trade. We trade from four-minute charts on day trading basis in the futures to long-term hedging equities and, and building, building long-term trades. So that is always something that, that you can get, you know, as you're learning and trading and putting yourself in that best position. Don't let the news or the markets or people around you convince you what's next. Let the, let the charts and the market dictate to you based on a mathematical formula versus anything else, almost an algorithm. So in the meantime, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Remember, it is summer. Now, we will be coming back from a holiday on Monday. Uh, so the, the uh, traders should be back in, in full force. Uh, and so we could see some more business. Now, again, if you noticed on Thursday, we did 80% of the volume by noon, and that was it for the day. Uh, Friday, we did 90% of the volume before noon, and that was it. So, uh, again, this, this is something that we have to see how it'll work and how it'll play out. And I think that's something that we always have to be ready for and familiar with. This is why I say in the market the way it is today, there is no reason for you to force a trade. There is no reason for you to be involved if there's nothing that you really like. Because at the end of the day, the markets are open tomorrow. Well, they're not open tomorrow, but they're open on Tuesday. They're open on Wednesday. They're open on Monday. They're open. So the markets are open 241 days a year. There is no reason that you have to force a trade today or tomorrow. You should be allowing the markets to work for you. You should be allowing the markets to, to you should be reacting to what the, what the tape is telling you versus trying to be too fast and, 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 and too much in the market and trying to guess what's next. And that's something that we very, we're very concerned about with many because many of us try to use our opinion. And if you go by the theory, the market is always right, and it is, and the market can be fooled, but not forever, then you will put yourself in a much, much better situation going forward because you will say, okay, I get it. I'm not going to put myself in that position. I'm going to keep myself in the right position with the ability to react to the market and not anything else. And if you do that, you'll be a much happier camper. You'll be much more successful. And I can promise you this, you will most likely never puke out on a market again. But that's if you follow the guidelines in which we set forth here 
for you all the time on The Bubba Show. This is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, I want to remind you about our high school investing program. That's at highschoolinvesting.com. We're in our ninth year, but it's going to be a t- it's going to be close this year because we're running out of funds. And if we don't get some help, it's going to be too hard. And we've had a lot of help, and a lot of people try to get us get, keep us going. We need a little bit more. And if you want to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And don't forget to download The Bubba Show each and every day at libertytalk.fm, uh, the only station you need. It's it's my station, and, of course, we've got 24-hour-day programming there for you. So make sure you check it out and check out some of the other programs. In the meantime, we're going to step out of here for a break. This is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. We'll be back with more of this show after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. We're coming right back. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with the one, the only, the unbelievably talented Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report. You can see her coast to coast on a lot of different networks. What's up, Jane King? Hey, Todd. Doing well. Enjoying the summer. It's like we're right in the dog days. So what was that, like six days in a row of 90 degrees? So here we are. It's July. <laughs> here we are. It's July. And of, of course, um, We've got a, a lot of things going on and a lot of nothing going on. But, of course, the, the big midnight deadline came and went and not really a lot of action based on what that was all about. What were your thoughts? No, like a big shrug. Well, first of all, we knew it was coming. Like, we've been talking about this, you know, since really a lot since Monday. Like, oh, Friday's a big day. And it's $34 billion, So it's not a ton. It's just kind of like a little almost slap on the hand. And I mean, it could grow and, you know, we'll see what China does in response. But um, I mean, the president has to, I mean, he said he's going to do it and he has to do it. I mean, if he's going to win this battle on trade, he has to follow through with what he threatens to do. Okay. Well, let's, let me go through my thoughts with you. Let me run you through this process. You've been around for a while and you're, again, you're, you have more knowledge than most because of your background. So I say that we are, we're, we're by far the biggest economy in the world, and it's about time that somebody stood up and said, hey, what's wrong with real free trade and not having all this government intervention on trades and where you know, this government subsidizes this product? We, why don't we just have free trade across the globe, and then we won't have any of these problems, and we could actually get back to free markets? What do you think of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a great idea, and the president did propose that, and some other countries are like, eh, I don't think we want to do that. I mean, of course, we know why they don't want to do it. I mean, everybody's a short-term thinker. Uh, it would result in pain for some people. Um, in the end, it'd be freer, it'd be fair, it'd be better. It'd be better for the economy. And resources and time would go to things that are actually in demand, um, that don't need government support. So, I mean, obviously, this would be a good thing, but nobody wants to take the pain uh, that would happen with something like that. I mean, they're politicians. Right. So they can't take the job losses they can't take the financial losses and um they're just short-term thinkers so it's part of our problem well here's my thought okay that's why here's what i think i think first of all the only people you really hear whining about this are the lobbyists and the politicians okay you don't hear the average guy in the street whining about it because it hasn't really affected them yet nor will it probably when it's all said and done i don't i believe this is going to be a benefit for farmers when it gets done because i think it opens up their markets without quotas so i think it's the lobbyists and the, and the politicians who get all that special interest money to make these deals mm-hmm. happen i don't think they were ever good deals for america what do you think yeah no i totally agree i mean but 
you know, where the decisions made on this stuff. They're made with politicians. And I mean, if you're going to have, I mean, news reports about an already, I mean, they've been starting already. Um, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to Tennessee whiskey and people are going to lose their jobs and South Carolina is the auto industry. And I mean, you know, there's, I mean, there's already lots of stories about it and everybody wants to get reelected. Um, and you know, just nobody wants to make that. Nobody wants to make that tough choice. Um, they, they're afraid they won't get reelected. Somebody will get elected that will promise short-term solutions. They're going to lose their job. Nothing's going to get done. Um, so I think, I think that's what it is. And I, I think what has to happen is people who are free traders and who believe in this have to tell the story better. They have to get out there and they have to explain why this is a good thing for the next generation and going forward. There's always a risk to that, you know, the next president that's elected is going to be, you know, an Obama and it's going to go completely backwards. I mean, so, you know, people, people have to believe this and people have to understand it for it to really make a long-term impact. Now, no, no conversation would be complete without talking about Maxine Waters. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I mean, (laughs) you have to tell, you have to explain to me how, Anybody can let somebody open their mouth like that. I mean, basically trying to, it's, it's almost like trying to promote violence to people. Oh, yeah. And, and with her comments, you better shoot straight if you shoot at me. I, I mean, I, I don't understand what, what she thinks makes that happen. And I don't understand how anybody could possibly want to support her. But there is a few out there because somebody sent me an email saying that she was right. I go, okay, whatever. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. This is America. I don't ever tell anybody who to vote for or who they, what they should think. I believe in free, but I'm certainly yeah. a little bit dismayed by that. What are your thoughts? Well, I think what we're seeing, and, and she's, you know, the most obvious example of this, but I hear it a lot, is that you have to be violent to get attention. And this is all worth it because it's social justice. And um, I, I really kind of blame the schools um, for teaching kids about um, that it's okay. I mean, if you're, if you're going out there and you're fighting for whatever it is that you believe in and you cause problems to society, I mean, look at the woman who climbed the Statue of Liberty. I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, she climbed it there, risked her life, disrupted a whole bunch of people's vacations on July 4th <laughs> and jeopardized two NYPD officers' lives. I mean, do you see them? They're hanging on ropes from the Statue of Liberty. And there are people on Twitter and that, that think that she's a hero. And they think that because she got a lot of attention and, and um, you know, and was basically hugely disruptive. And I, I think it was terrible. And I don't think it's going to have any impact. It's not going to change policy. She's just causing problems for people. And yes, she got attention for 24 hours. Maxine Waters gets some attention. Other people have gotten attention, but their approach is completely wrong. And I think they're going to find out how wrong it is in November. Well, yeah, I, I do think. I mean, I, I don't. I can't imagine that uh, that the the, the House you know, that the Democrats. I mean, the Republicans don't retain uh, the leadership. Uh, but I, I think one, one of the other things that we we, we look at is. Uh, what what's going on with the overall economy? I mean, jobs are a little bit better. Uh, things are happening. And, you know, I mean, my daughter graduated uh, Ohio State and had five job, for job, five job offers in her first week out, and she's already got a job. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that that's starting to pick up. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I think, especially if you're in the right field. I mean, it's, you know, it's amazing. I mean, the economy is doing great. It's great for kids who are graduating now because, you know, those first couple years, um, 
in more cases than not, the rest of your salary kind of depends on what you negotiate and what you do in this for two years because everything builds upon that. So it's great for the kids who are graduating now. It's good. What Trump has done is good for the economy. Um, it's good. It's good for free trade. We're all going to be better off for it. And everybody just needs to, everybody needs to just calm down. I mean, it's crazy. Like what's going on out there with the incivility. And I mean, I'm sure you saw the video of the guy who took the teenager's MAGA hat and threw a drink. I mean, this is not like Democrats are just more emotional to begin with. That's why they tend to vote on a lot of these social issues. And it's really showing up with Trump. This is not the America that you and I grew up in as it is stands right now. There's a little bit of too much dissension. Uh, there are there are some issues. There's still a lot of issues, but I think the issues are brought on by too much free stuff instead of people having to work. But we do have to discuss mm -hmm. the Supreme Court. So we're going to have a, a new justice brought before uh, the Senate mm -hmm. and, the, and the House. Who do you think it's going to be? Mm, I don't know. I, I actually think he might. Um, I, I, I really don't know. But I think he might nominate uh, the woman, Amy Con Coney Barrett. Um, I think, one, he would like to nominate a woman. Um, I think he likes her political viewpoint. I think he knows it would drive Democrats absolutely batty, which he seems to enjoy more and more <laughs> lately. Um, so I think it, it might be her. And she's young. Um, she's in her mid-40s. Um, so it's going to be really, who, no matter who it is, it's going to be really tough and it's going to be really ugly. And if we thought this was ugly already, I think it's going to get even more so because this is the one thing the president does that can really control the next generation and the future of the country. So it's huge. The stakes are huge. Well, it should be, a, it, it should be almost a rubber stamp through since they hold a majority in both. I mean, but, uh, we'll see. I think it'll be her or Kavanaugh who was, uh, the second choice to Gorsuch, um, when it came up, but we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. But as always, Jane King, you bring great things to the Bubba show. Lila makes me the kitchen report. As always, I thank you so much. Thanks. Tom. And we love having Jane King on because she gets it. She's from all the background. She's a business and she's a farmer. So she knows it. In the meantime, this is the Bubba show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, I want to wish everybody to have a great weekend. And before we go, I want to remind you to go ahead and download the show each and every day. So you can help me get to my goal of a million downloads a month. And also don't forget about Bubba's daily update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com and you can get the update free. You fill out the box, no credit card, nothing. You just fill it out and every day I'll send you a free video about what I think about what happened and what I expect to happen tomorrow. In the meantime, everybody have a great weekend. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll see you back here on Monday. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.